Art teachers of Reddit, what's the most disturbing artwork a student has ever submitted? My literary arts teacher told us a story about the only kid that's ever been kicked out of the program. He only wrote stories about women being killed and assaulted by snakes. No matter what the writing prompt was, he turned it into snake essay. He then read them out loud to class, proudly. He didn't last too long. Back in the 90s, I volunteered at an art studio that provided free classes for low-income inner-city at-risk youth. Wonderful nonprofit run by a couple of cool old hippie ladies who did an amazing job helping the kids feel free to express themselves artistically, no matter what they wanted to create. For example, one teenage smart butt made an elaborate paper mache of Bob Marley smoking a huge herb stick, and they hung it up proudly in a place of honor. No judgment or preachiness at this art class. So one year, they decide to have the younger kids do a Day of the Dead themed picture, with a short paragraph to commemorate a loved one. The teachers were expecting pictures of grandmas and maybe pets, and there were some of those. There were also several scenes of murder, including childishly drawn guns, knives, and oh, so much red. Followed by short descriptions like, My brother was shot. He's dead now. It was loud and scary. I miss him. These were like seven to nine year olds. Those pictures were displayed just as proudly as the grandma pictures. That sounds like a wonderful program. It really was. They did so much good. And now I'm going to get up on my soapbox about public funding for art for children. Kids growing up in bad situations need role models, job training, education. They also need, like food and oxygen, a place to express themselves, including the anger and pain that they carry that no one wants to listen to because it makes us all feel uncomfortable. In those art classes, I saw angry nine-year-olds who acted like antisocial jaded 15-year-olds. They were actually relaxed for a change and enjoyed themselves creating something beautiful or ugly or weird, but something they had control over. The look of defiance then gratitude when a kid would make a picture of a dinosaur stomping on a car wreck and the art teacher would say, wow, great use of color and detail, instead of more disapproval, was priceless. The heart and soul of our world is so much more than the bottom dollar line, y'all. I have to say, I absolutely love that these programs let the kids create whatever was on their mind. My earliest memory of writing was when I was in the fourth grade. My teacher had us do a group project where we had to make up a story involving everyone in the group. Well, one big thing that was happening around this time was the series Resident Evil was getting really popular. And I decided to write a story where we were all trapped in the zombie apocalypse like Resident Evil. This story literally had kids getting killed in it because, well, that's what happens in the game. I remember after presenting it to class, Everyone wanted to be in the next story because they thought it was so cool. Looking back, I'm glad my art teacher didn't force me to write something different because it might have killed my spirit and robbed me of that moment of people praising my work. High school 1977. While everyone else is drawing Pink Floyd rainbows and peace signs all over everything, the biggest burnout in class makes this wide metal bracelet with intricate triangle designs cut out of it. He turns it in and gets a great grade for the first project he ever bothered finishing, and some well-deserved praise for his effort. Teacher hands the work back, and the first thing he does is grab a pair of pliers and bends all the triangles outward, making a thick metal spiked bracelet. I found that devilishly, disturbingly clever. Told the kids to draw something that would make them happy. One kid scribbled black all over the page and said nothing makes him happy. That student was referred to the school counselor. 
I was in primary school. The teacher told us to get out our jotters and come up with some ideas for a poem that focused on one particular emotion. I scribbled out and tore up three pages. It took hours for me to cheer up. However, there was a good side. There were a pair of jerks in my class who couldn't do anything to save their lives. They always came up to the teacher and asked for help with the age-old, I can't do it. This time, my teacher pointed at me with my head buried in my arms on my desk and said, That's what I can't do it looks like. Just because you're in tears doesn't mean you can't be smug. God damn, that art teacher kicked that kid while they were down? That's rough. When I was a camp counselor, I let one of my campers draw while he was waiting for his parents to pick him up. He left his drawing behind and my supervisor picked it up, went over to me and was like, what the freak is this? He drew a bunch of dead bodies at the bottom of a staircase, covered in blood, body parts left behind on the stairs, lots of red crayon was used. I didn't find out till later that one of his favorite things to do was play a computer game called Stairfall with his older brother. You know, the flash game where you throw stick figures down a set of stairs to see how badly they can get hurt. I never played that game, but I want to play it now. When I was in kinder, I drew a male ghost going to the bathroom. I had older brothers, so it was very detailed. And I even put a water line in the testes, because that's where I thought they stored the urine. The teachers and principal called in my parents for a serious conference and asked my dad what he was going to do about the picture. After my dad finished laughing, he told them that he was going to make copies and send it to all of his friends and relatives for Halloween. And he did. And I still have a few extra copies. Oh, and I found out that the balls do not, in fact, store urine. Not me, but I played a huge part. Brother's art class in the second grade was doing those full body tracings on big sheets of butcher paper. They were supposed to trace each other and then draw themselves. My brother evidently refused to draw a face for himself. Would not budge on that. Drew everything else, but no face. Wouldn't say why and because he was super shy and quiet, clammed up more when the teacher started grilling him about it. The art teacher calls the principal because this is concerning. Principal calls school counselor. Counselor meets with my brother, who still won't talk about why he won't draw his face, asking him questions like, Do you not like yourself? Do you feel bad about yourself? Etc. At this point, he's really clammed up and is now refusing to talk because he's really shy to begin with, and all this questioning is happening. School calls my parents. They have a meeting about the fact that they think my brother is depressed or has some kind of mental issue. Parents freak out, of course, and my brother still won't talk. My parents and counselors start asking if he feels neglected or unloved or some crap. Mom's crying, dad is frustrated, and my brother thinks he's in trouble for something, and I guess in an effort to stop them all acting crazy, he says he doesn't draw his face because he hates someone in the family. Cue full family counseling for like a month. My mom is a wreck, thinks my brother feels like he's neglected, and doesn't love him. So she's constantly like, you know I love you very much, right? Counseling isn't going well because my brother is just quiet and confused. Me, two years older than him, is just mad that we always have to be at this office. Finally, during one session, my brother finally cracks. The doctor asks, who is the person in your family that you hate? My brother says, puss puss, our cat, she bites me. My dad and mom are stunned. The doctor is surprised, but pushes his advances now that my brother is finally talking. Why didn't you want to draw your face? Do you feel bad about yourself? 
My brother says, I just wanted OP to do it. She's a better drawer than me. No psychosis, no early childhood trauma, no mental disorder, just an overly concerned art teacher and a little kid who thought it would be best if his older sister drew his face because she's a better drawer than me. It makes me really uncomfortable when teachers push children who are shy like that. I remember seeing stuff like that in art class where students didn't want to talk and teachers would just make huge deals about it, making the situation even worse for kids. There's a way to bring them out, but making a huge scene in front of the class is the worst thing you could do. Bro, all I have to say is after all of that drama, that is an instant chokeslam and powerbomb onto a mattress when we get home, followed by a Shawn Michaels elbow drop. Not a teacher, but in second grade, I was infatuated with the battleship Bismarck. I also loved the flag on it with the red background and white circle with that cool box thingy. We had to build a design to look like a quilt using construction paper. I did mine using the Nazi flag. It looked 100% like it. My teacher didn't say a word, but it was shown to my parents and they burned it. It took me five years until I figured out why they did that. Not an art teacher, but in my AP art class in 12th grade, a fellow student in class decided to make an art portfolio with the human fetus as its theme. One piece in particular was a hyper-realistic ink drawing of a tossed salad with little fetuses in lieu of shrimp. If my memory serves me right, they also did a piece that was a martini with the fetus in lieu of the olive on the toothpick. I had a second grader draw a picture of me and him together, and my hand was behind him. He wrote, Coach Kubert likes to touch me. I don't believe I ever touched him. Not really the type of person. However, it was pretty embarrassing. Not a teacher, but my daughter came home from kindergarten with this. When I asked what it was, she said, Cookie Monster with his head blown up. And then he peed his pants because his head's blowing up. It's still hanging in her room because she's so proud of it. I didn't realize it at the time, but apparently we have a few copies of this theme. Either my kid is really a psycho, or she remembered that we thought the original was funny and did it again. Her early work was a little too abstract for my taste, but when Cookie Monster with his head blown up and then he peed his pants because his head was blowing up came out in 83, I think she really came into her own, commercially and artistically. The whole piece has a clear, crisp look and a new sheen of consumer and professionalism that really gives the composition a big boost. She's been compared to early Basquiat, but I think the OP's daughter has a far more bitter, cynical sense of humor. You remember that super bad movie scene with the beepies? My friend did that about 15 years before that movie came out, and someone turned it into the teacher. He got suspended for a few days, and his parents had to come in and review the notebook with the principal. I mean, it was filled front to back with beepies. I had this kid, I'll call him Joe. He had special needs and loved movies. He hated everyone but me. I was his first male teacher ever. He would often draw me pictures of Godzilla and King Kong. It was awesome. When he went to the next grade, he drew a picture of his new teacher being eaten by sharks. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must-not-take-yourself-too-seriously and 6-1 since that matters and... 
What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. She freaked out, called a whole bunch of meetings, and went nuts. She was saying that she was scared that he wants her dead and she fears for her life. I was asked to have a talk with the kid. I asked him what the picture was and he said that it was the lady from Jaws 4 being eaten by Jaws. We then proceeded to talk about how Jaws 1 and 2 are awesome. I will always sing the praises of a good teacher. My first and second grade teachers absolutely sucked. They were old ladies and they thought I was a troublemaker and often sent me to the office because I wasn't doing my work. It wasn't until the third grade and I had this amazing black teacher who noticed I was struggling and told my parents that I might have dyslexia. Sure enough, I did and I started getting special help. Even though I hated it at the time, I really appreciate that my third grade teacher didn't just pass me off as the bad kid and really look deeper into what was wrong with me. A friend of mine had to have a meeting with his parents and teachers about his drawing in primary school. They were completely harmless drawings of zoos, houses, trees, etc. But when you viewed them upside down, they showed disturbing images. Obviously, he had no idea what they were going on about and said it wasn't intentional. He's now working in a good job and is completely normal. This kid drew a giant turd on the chalkboard. There was pieces of corn in it too. He said he didn't like Chipotle anymore. A yellow smiley with a sad mouth, with big black words written on it. I want to eat a lot of medicine to end myself. My parents hate me. This kid was 10 years old. Not an art teacher, but there was this kid in my art class who would always draw super dark things. Not so much scary, but more depressing. I figured he might have a crappy home life, and I noticed he didn't really have friends. So I thought I could talk to him and just be friendly. He seemed really nice. Just a little weird. Flash forward about three months and wow, I'm glad I was nice to that guy. He got called down to the principal's office during class and no one knew why. We finally found out that he had written a hit list and had been suspended for a month. Seems a little lax, but whatever. He comes back to class and no one wants to go near him. At the end of class, however, he comes right up to me and says, Don't worry, you weren't on the list. You had me convinced that you were talking about me right up until had written a hit list. I was the proud artist behind some strange works in community college. A girl in class thought I went through a rough breakup or something and just made nice small talk with me throughout the day. We talked a lot about the music we liked and local restaurants we recommended. I really enjoyed class because I got to spend time with her. It was nice. Well, someone else supposedly 
interpreted my art differently and told campus police that I was going to shoot up the college Columbine style, got pulled from the class to talk to police and a social worker. It didn't go well because I got a year's probation for terroristic threats. I still went to class and all, but it was never the same. I always thought that that girl I talked to could have just been playing me. I find it crazy that people can just be punished from made up crap. Like this isn't those people that cry about cancel culture ruining people's lives. This is legit someone made up something and it had an effect on another person's life. I truly think we need harsher punishments for people who make false claims. I had a male college drawing one student who liked to draw pictures of beautiful women screaming. I can see how this could easily be goth or trying too hard to be edgy. It wasn't any of those things. He just really liked pictures of women in distress and seemed obsessed by the idea of it. I jokingly told him to use his powers for good and not for evil, and that it's better to get your emotions out in drawing than in the real world. Not an art teacher, but I'm a volunteer at a center that does art therapy. One of the happiest little clients we ever had handed me a drawing of their deceased mother with their face twisted into a horrified scream. Eyes blackened and brown goop was pouring from the mouth and eyes. Sometimes I stay up at night thinking about it. Oh, and I thought I should verify something. This person's age was mid 20s to 30s. I volunteer at a center for adults with disabilities. I don't know the full details of this client other than they function at a lower mental capacity. My little brother got in trouble for drawing a picture of a polar bear eating a seal. Lots of red crayon was used. He was like nine. I didn't get why it was such a big deal. It's not like it doesn't happen. When I was a kid, I drew a dinosaur eating another one with an open rib cage and everything. My teacher wanted to send me to a therapist. I just wanted to draw realistic looking scenes. I got in trouble with the teacher who couldn't stand me. We were using the computers and this age old image just happened to be on some website I was on as an ad for something. One of those crappy ads that is on the side of the screen when you're scrolling down. She called a meeting with the principal and called my mom in. Thankfully, my mom called her out on her BS and pretty much told her to quit being a petty idiot and wasting everyone's time. I almost cried I was so happy. When I was in high school, a really weird guy would ignore the instructions for any assignment and just draw pictures of people being murdered, cut up, buried alive, all kinds of crazy crap. The teachers never did anything. One day after school, he pulled a knife and stabbed my friend in the hand for being a Jew, suspended for two weeks. He told someone that he was going to shoot up the school like Columbine. Luckily, the person he told went to the police. When they came to the kid's house, they found a rifle and a drawing of the school. He was planning on setting fire in the chemistry lab, and then when people came out of the other side of the building, he was going to start shooting from the bleachers in the football field with a rifle. I don't know what happened after he got arrested, but hopefully he's never freaking getting out of prison. That guy was seriously dangerous. Also, our teachers and school administration were clearly freaking brain dead. How did he not get thrown in jail or juvie for stabbing somebody? Plus, it was a hate crime. Most likely, the school didn't want police involved as it would look bad on them. And the parents pulled some strings not to get him expelled, so he was just suspended. It happens more than it should. I do want to add that this is a horrible and mostly illegal behavior from the school. And it definitely does not happen everywhere. And I want to believe that most schools are against any kind of behavior like that in their administration. But this happens in good schools where the school's reputation, which helps them attract donors, is so important to them. That even the smallest violent case being reported makes the administration go all defense mode and try to brush it under the rug in fear of any kind of violence being connected to their name. 
The fear of their job and money gets the better of them. Obligatory not the art teacher, but in high school we had a kid whose art portfolio was displayed at the school's art show. Numerous drawings, sketches, paintings, etc. of tadpoles. From a single one to dozens to hundreds. A full two-year art class is dedicated to tadpoles. Until he informed everyone he was drawing sperm. Not the teacher, I was the kid. Little background, grew up in a small beach town and was somewhat known for my artwork and being pretty good artist for a little kid. In the 8th grade, we had to design a deck of playing cards. I was 13 and was going through a really hard time and made a series of super dark cards. Like the Fallen King and the Dead Joker, Queen of Human Hearts, Hanged King, etc. I really enjoyed working on them and loved how they turned out. Very dark, but also colorful. Like Dolly meets Tim Burton. Anyways, I went to a small private school and our cards were going to be displayed for the art show. Mine weren't allowed in the show and weren't allowed to be displayed for them being too dark and my teacher said I needed therapy. Which, surprise, I was already in and was told to express my negative feelings through my art. Which I did and then got in trouble for and denied a place in the art show. I still have my cards. I still think they are pretty dope. Still bitter about it not being in the art show though. I accidentally made a realistic hoo-ha in my pottery class. This happened to me during one of my ceramic classes in college. The professor was teaching us how to use pottery wheels to make bowls. If you can imagine the act of making a bowl out of clay, the clay is pulled up taller and wider as the pottery wheel spins. I'm doing my thing, making a real nice bowl. Then at a certain point, it all collapsed inwards from two opposite sides. The clay folded in on itself as it fell and the weight caused the original bowl shape to elongate. I was left with what looked like a perfectly detailed clay hoo-ha. So naturally, I left it as it was and fired it and glazed it. Now years later, I sneak it into friends' houses and put it on their bookshelves. When they find it, they shake their heads, laugh, and do the same thing to someone else in the friend cycle. I call it the brotherhood of the traveling hoo-ha. That's it for this video. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories. Link at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot. It's linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.